Are you ready to party? Let's go. Stuart Sosa, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. Boy, we've been planning this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's time, been a bit, yeah. We've been trying sure. <laughs> a long, long time, yeah. dude, but thanks for coming down. You rode your uh, motorcycle down. I did, yeah. It's uh, Los Angeles. You get <laughs> oh, you have <laughs> go to. through traffic, yeah. Yes, yes. And so everybody knows, um, you and I know each other through our motorcycle club. That's correct, yeah. That's right, we ride together. Come yeah, on, we Robbie. do. Let's go yeah, hit baby. that bell. Yeah. Hit, hit, thank you. Boom. Double tap, one more time. Yeah, that's right. Men of fire, all the way, yeah. baby. <laughs> Welcome. How come everybody doesn't have a bell? So it, this is true. Because yeah. um, I might get out of control. It'd just be yeah. like, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you know, start dropping time. beats. <laughs> yeah, because there's sometimes when people have too much whiskey in here, it's like, you, they're going to start getting yeah. crazy. <laughs> Ring that bell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does not taste like whiskey here. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, dude. Okay, so everybody knows you have been a firefighter for quite some time, right? Yeah, 16 years with uh, my department. Nice, dude. 16 years. And uh, how? What? What kind of got you into firefighting? Because you know everyone kind of has their own reason. Or okay, let's 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 break it down here. The reality is, when we go into interviews, I want to serve. Yeah. <laughs> you choose me. Yeah, I will never I leave this department. I mean, it's always been an interview panel. I was like, God, I heard the same thing like a hundred times today. Yeah. It's really comes down to who says it better. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah just yeah, don't stutter up there. Yeah. But did you start as an explorer? No, it did nothing of that. So I was in high school. Well, I think. You were asking, like, where that seed was planted? Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Pacoima, um, right there off of Van Nuys and Herrick by the projects. And then every time I'd go to, uh, my parents had me in Catholic school. So every time I'd drive there, there was LA City Fire Station. I'd always see it every morning, every oh, morning. Wow. Sometimes they would cut us off, go on a lawn, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. <laughs> but you know, I'd always see that fire station. So growing up, I was like, oh, that looks very awesome. And then, um, but then growing up also, you know, those. Marine Corps commercials are like, oh, we're fucking badass. Yeah. And then, so at one point, um, my buddy wanted to join the Marines. He's like, you want to go in there and talk to the recruiter? I'm like, no, I'll do it on my own time. So he drug me in there. And then um, I ended up pretty much enlisting. And, and he never got in. I got in. Hey, is <laughs> that funny how that works? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was the first senior to sign up and everything. And then, uh, so then I graduated high school. And then I was just partying, man. And then uh, I don't know why I stopped by the recruiter station. He's like, you ready to do this? I was like, yeah, sir. That's why I signed up. You know, he's like, well, you know, today's the day. Go get your high school diploma. Come back. We're going to bust you down there. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Today's the day? So the, the, <laughs> you did you sign up before you graduated high school? Yeah. So so you, your parents had to help sign or were you 18? Yeah, exactly. I wasn't 18. You weren't 18, no. so your parents oh, no are like, yeah. all right. That must yeah. have been hard for your mom, dude. My mom, yeah. That's, she had a, a hard time signing that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know a mother's love is special, dude. No, for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, I'll be back. Dude, so you, you graduated. You had to get your diploma, show it to them. They're like, get your butt on the bus. Yeah, I think like a month later or something like was uh, my date to, to ship out. So I wasn't ready. Um so well, then, who's ever ready? For yeah, no. Camp, dude. So <laughs> well, it gets even better. So, um, so then I go home. I was living in an apartment with my buddy. Um, like I think my senior year, half of, through half of my senior year, I moved down. I got an apartment because my parents moved back to Lancaster. I was in uh, Santa Clarita, so I was like, I don't want to move my senior year. So yeah. we got an apartment. So I went, and I just never went back with my diploma. I just they were calling me, "Where you at? Where you at?" I was like. 
Silent, silent. <laughs> Put the razor phone on silent. Or the I think I think I think it was a Nokia. It might have yeah, been the Nokia. Right? It yeah. might have been the game <laughs> Snake. <laughs> you just aged all of us because we're all new with that razor. Yeah, exactly. What you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, that phone was gangster back. Yeah, day. exactly. Like Snake is the best. Um, but you ended up shipping out, right? No. So I did. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So they couldn't find me. My, I was like, oh, I just went to my other buddy's house, and then um, my roommate. He's like, dude. They're here at the ha- or at the apartment. They're looking for you. I'm like, yeah, tell them I'm not available. <laughs> oh wow! So then, I got a job, um, like making pacemakers or whatever, assembly line stuff. And then um, I tried taking fire classes. I was like, yeah, I'm try to do the fire thing because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and it didn't work out. Like, I took a couple classes. I wasn't motivated, and I was like, yeah, I probably just, just the wrong time. Yeah, I dropped them. And then almost a year later, my mom. I got another apartment in Granada Hills. She stopped by and she had like a heart to heart talk. She's all, as much as it hurt me to sign that letter and me letting you go, you never went and you just been working and you're not doing anything with your life. She's all, I don't want you to go, but you need to go. Wow. So, um, yeah. So when my mom stopped by, it was like very powerful. Like, yeah, I I hear what you're saying, mom. So I quit my job. I, you know, I gave my uh, roommate like, two months in advance uh, for rent. I was like, dude, I don't want to do this to you, but I'm going to show up to a recruiter station, and if he wants me to leave that day, I'm out. So, yeah, that's what I did. And then, uh, really? Okay, so when you went to the recruiter station, were they upset? <laughs> they weren't upset. Yeah, they were kind of upset. There was a gunnery sergeant that remembered me. He's like, hey, you're that turd that never came ah! back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir, uh, I am. Just I'm, had a tie some loose ends, man. But I told him, I was like, you know what? I just wasn't ready. I was partying. I was like, but I quit my job. I was like, I have nothing that's holding me back. I was like, if you want me to spend the night here in this recruiting station, I was like, I'll spend the night and you can till whenever you send me out. So I like by then mentally, I was like ready to do it. Um, yeah, so did that, did four years, and then. Uh, so did you stay at the recruiting station? No, I, I went home. Oh, okay. I, went to my, I went to my parents. When did you ship like, out? Is that how that works? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I, like I, I told them I quit. Nothing was holding me back by then. I was like pretty. Um, set that I was like, I'm going to do this now. Um, so yeah, I think like two weeks later, um, they got a, uh, it was like, a some kind of letter saying like, Hey, this guy's forgiven. Um, he did this last time or whatever. So then, um, I went back and then took the final swearing down at maps. Um, and then yeah, I went down to boot camp. Fucking stripped you naked right in front of the yeah, state hotel overnight. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's good times. I, I actually tried to reenlist, but then like the Marine Corps, it's like a uh, once they meet their quota, they're like, Yeah, hey, you gotta go. So it worked out. Once I got out, I took fire classes, never looked back. So Wow. When you left the Marine Corps and then started taking fire classes, what was that time frame before you got uh picked up with your department? About three years. That's not bad. No, three, three and a half. No, yeah. that's not bad. So you worked on ambulance and stuff too? Did Never did that. Oh, Never you did that. cheapskate. I know. <laughs> I know. So it's funny. So when I got finally got hired, like I'm trying to mess with these gurneys. I'm like, dude, they're like, you know how to do this? I'm like, I don't. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, no. Uh, you never worked a meat wagon. Dude. Yeah, no, exactly. So uh, yeah, I did a, a Type C hand crew for the Forest Service thing. I picked up with the Forest Service engine in uh, Casitas Lake on the Los Padres. And then my buddy that worked with me on the hand crew, he was with... At the time, CDF, now Cal Fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, dude, come over. He's like, uh, get paid more and you do the same thing. I was like, say no more, my man. Let's say do it. no more. <laughs> did, you know, um, did you have to go through that 57-hour academy? Yeah, I did it in uh, San Bernardino. Yeah. Okay, I went through San Diego's. Okay. It wasn't like Rubido, wasn't it? 
or somewhere north. Like it's uh, off of Waterman, like in the two ten. Okay. Right yeah. uh, Did you go through it, Jordan? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you went to the city? Yeah, yeah dude. dude. Okay. Okay. So you know, I do. My man knows. Yeah. <laughs> dude, okay. So the the Marine Corps. Yeah. How much of a shock? How much of a shock was it? Day one, because you pull up at like three in the morning, right, or the night before. Or it something? was at night. I don't know. I don't remember what time it was. Yeah. So you get out and you kind of know what's going to happen. You get there and then instantly they're going to start yelling, and you got to get on. The, you were it, mentally prepped. You knew. Yeah, I, I knew that. What you call this is what I want to do. There's no turning back. So I was like, and um, I don't know. I always had that mentality, and just. Hearing the stories, kind of, because I didn't know anybody in the military. No, had had no family. I'm like first generation here, so I just I know things are a mental game. You know what I mean? I was like, as long as mentally they don't break me down, I was on like, yeah, I'm probably my body's gonna hurt. Whatever they put me through, whatever they beat me up or whatever, I was like, it's just temporary. You know, the Marines has got to be the toughest boot camp. Yeah, has to be, dude. yeah. I think uh, I think it is. I'm pretty uh, sure it, has it is. To be, dude. Well, okay. <laughs> Everybody knows that I say all the time. But I grew up in the military home. My dad was a Green Beret, yeah. Army, and he, you know, he's funny because, you know, when he went through um, his two years of training to be Green Beret, that's tough, right? Yeah. They lost, damn, I think, like ninety percent of his class, right? Yeah. Only a small few graduated, but he's like, it was hard. But he's like, I still think the toughest boot camp of any of the branches in the military is Marines. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. he went in in the. 60s mm-hmm. and he's like back then they were still even in army they're still able to slap you I was like, yeah oh oh, oh. oh no there, right. there you go right. check one two there you go we got you that was the time the era where like the drill instructors can like smack you around like physically oh, yeah. like, when i joined i thought they can actually still do that oh really and then, and then <laughs> i was in there and then, and then some other guys like, oh no dude they can't hit you like that stopped a long time ago like oh shit well, then, i was uh that eliminates a lot well, you messed up huh uh, Give it some slack. Yeah. There you go. Pull up on that slack. There you go. There we go. I had to replace that. Yeah. I keep forgetting, dude. I'm sorry. Have on the Sam. Dude, it's all good. Sorry, guys. But yeah, the Marine anyway. Corps, because um, I had a few friends that went in, dude, and yeah. they weren't as prepped as you. And my God, did they have a wake up call and just were super <laughs> shocked. Even tell me, like, they had guys, they had to keep somebody up for like suicide watch. Oh, yeah. Because some people just, you got to think, right? You're getting all walks alive from all over the, the country, right? Oh, absolutely. Midwest, East Coast to the big city to, you know, yeah, all the way on the West Coast, right? I mean, everyone's raised different, different religions, no religion, whatever it may be, right? Single mom, single dad raising them or a full family, or maybe they're orphans. You don't know, right? Yeah. And then they come in, and now they're structured, and now you got people in your face holding you accountable and just yelling and going. Absolutely. He's like, Dude, people, he said, people just look like they were losing their mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially on, like, on Sundays, too, because it was like Sundays is your downtime. Like, you do your laundry. Well, you got to build up to doing your laundry on your own because when you first get there, it's like you grab the bar of soap to like grab your choney. I'm like, are you guys ready? All right, scrub, scrub. It's like everything. Oh, no. Yeah. Way. So it's. So everything's very structured, but yeah, toward, oh as it God. gets, as it progresses, you know, you, you know, they're like, all right, they're kind of competent now. Yeah. They can do their their laundry on their own or whatever. But since we were in San Diego, yeah, there was guys just looking out the window, looking at airplanes like, oh, that's probably going to my house. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get their yeah. head away from the yeah. madness. Huh? Me, I was like, I was like, hey, who's got the sports? Like, cause they give you like a newspaper and stuff like that. Okay. So I was like, who okay. has a sports section? I was like, I catch up on sports. <laughs> yeah. What year was that when you went in? Uh, in 99. Oh, so it was, it was actually before 9-11. Yeah. So oh, wow. you were actually in, in, in your unit when 9-11 happened. Yeah. We were actually in uh, 29 Palms. We were doing CACs. Oh, uh, It's wow. like a training you do every year out there. And then, um, so like for my, um, 
had like secret clearance. So then they're like, hey, so, so we need you to go to um, pick up a document and then you need to drive it back to Camp Pendleton and then um, secure it in the vault because um, like a big, our battalion had like a big vault. We kept a lot of classified material there. And then um, the following day, then we'll just bust you back. You know, I was like, all right, whatever. Go get out of the dirt for a day. So then I, I went, dropped out document. Next morning, as I come in, like the TVs are on, the duty staff sergeant's there. And it, I was like, what's going on? They're like, dude, they just bombed us. I was like, I didn't hear shit. Like, what do you mean they bombed us? And then I looked at the TV. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. And then... Uh, it's got to be interesting seeing that being in the military, right? Because you know war is coming. Oh, yeah. Like, we were just attacked, so it's kind of like, we need to get ready. Was that how you felt? I mean, or was it kind of like, what's going to happen next? Um, yeah, I think it's just the, the unknown. I was like, what's going to happen next? Like, I was just thinking, like, the next step. I was like, so, should I go get the van? Should I... Try? <laughs> and they're like, no. Nah, we just, go get our kids <laughs> on? Or, like, what <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all like, no, just stay here. Everybody's coming back. I was like, oh, okay, then uh, what do you need me to do? And they're like, just hang out. I was like, all right. So, wow. What was your MOS? Uh, I was in the 015 when I did a classified material chief. Dude, so you're an important person. Nah, I just, uh, yeah, it's, right. it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's funny, like, it, it was just a big vault with, you know, just classified documents, maps, or videos. I was like, what's in there? I was like, oh, it's my porn stash, dude. <laughs> <laughs> very, very top yeah, secret, yeah. dude. So, d- how many tours? Okay, so. Did you do a tour anywhere before 9-11, or was it after 9-11 you went overseas? After 9-11, went overseas. After yeah. How many times did you go? Just once. So we went in um, in 2003. when So we left uh, San Diego January 17th, I think. Left San Diego, got to Kuwait February 23rd, I believe. Then we hung out there till April 10th. No, I think it was April 10th, like around three, four in the morning, they woke us up. They're like, we're going to the berm. We're going to the berm. I was like, the berm. I was like, all right. So I just got my Humvee ready, all my stuff. And then we're driving. And then sure enough, at the border of um, Kuwait and Iraq, it's just a big dirt berm. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a berm. <laughs> we literally went to a berm. It's the berm. Yeah, so then uh, we were there for like a day and a half. And then uh, that's when the bombing started. So we were just watching the show over Is that heads. when we started bombing them? Yeah. So you were there prior. Yeah. Prior before. Wow. So the, I remember this just shows us our age, right? How <laughs> you're older than me. But I remember watching that bombing in high school. Oh yeah. On TV. Yeah. They, they every class shut down. They pulled all the you know, remember at least when we went to high school, the TV that was on that like wheel it had a strap oh, yeah. over it. Yep. Dude, yeah. the tube TV. Yeah. Gangster, dude. Dude, anytime yeah, that yeah. that TV with the strap came in, you're like, oh, it's gonna be a good day. It <laughs> <laughs> was normally so like a true. substitute teacher. Yeah, exactly. Right? Substitute yeah. teacher. Yeah. You're like, dude, we're watching TV for class. But yeah, yeah. they um I remember they wheeled it into uh, every class, dude, and mm. that's all we did all day. We were watching, and I remember my my I was in history class. My teacher was like, "Everyone needs to watch this because this is history in the making." Yeah, like this will always be remembered. Uh, that's saying, great. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So you guys have a different aspect, like from everybody that was over there. Like, right. I, I don't know what happened over here, but uh, like you said, it was everybody watched it on TV. I was like, "Well, it was a different time in our country, right?" Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, Jordan, on here at the time. Like, our country right now is in a very uh, very divided, very, it just seems like there's a lot of unrest, very uneasy. People are stressed out. And at least, and then at that time, you know, 9-11 happened and we were united as a country. 
Yeah. I mean, we saw Congress saying "God bless America" right on yeah. the steps of you know, yeah. and it, at the time, yeah, it was you know Democrat, Republican, Green Party, whatever you believe, but we were all united as one. People were going to church and praying, yeah. like, "What is happening?" Right? We just had thousands of people die. We were attacked. You know, is it? I just remember feeling. I mean, I was only what I think I was sixteen or yeah. something like that, but I remember feeling like pride, like we're freaking Americans, dude. Everyone had flags on their cars. You know, they're flying them high at the schools, dude. Everyone was like, whether you believe in not a prayer, but it was cool to see people who weren't even like religious were like, yeah, you know, we need to pray because this yeah. is bad. This is crazy. Now we're sending our boys, our men and women overseas to go fight. Like, this is going to be huge. We're going to have lost life here. We need to stand together as a country, you know? Yeah. I, I hate to say, like, it's it's bad that that 9-11 happened, but, it, you know, what do you hear people always say? 9-12. Oh, yeah. How the, united we were the day everybody was an American. Yeah, well, yeah, and how I, I, you know, how beautiful it was. It was oh, cool, yeah. and how I noticed that just as a teenager, you know, yeah. and being here and seeing it. But you were over. Yeah, you, you're right. Right, it's a different perspective. It really is. We're like, whoa, we're seeing all this stuff happen. Everything like, everything here was shut down. Mm. Not shut down like no one's going to work, but everyone's paying attention. Yeah, you can go get gas, fuel, go eat, and TV is on. Everyone's watching what's yeah. going on, dude. Well, you know, it's like it Independence was, Day, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that would be the next one. That would maybe bring everyone together yeah. is when the aliens attack. Yeah. We might all be like, hey, you know. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they already declassified videos. Oh, well, we can yeah. get into that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah no, so I was many at, ways to go here. I think I was a junior <laughs> in high school. I was like, out, like a, I was like, whatever my first period class was when it went down. I was like, because I showed up right after the first tower went down. And it was like, what? You know? And yeah, so I remember just watching it all day. And it was interesting, like perspective wise. And like, I wasn't, you know, at that time, I, give a sh- I could care less about politics or anything, you know, like at that age, you know. But I did think it was like, I think the consensus was, let's go mess them up. You know, whoever did this, let's get after it. Now, obviously, you know, time goes on. Maybe things were or were not, you know, as far as reasons of why the war extended. But that initial push to like, this isn't okay. I think it's a it's a it's a it's a horrible incident that drives the country to push together. Yeah. You know, at least on a on a very basic standpoint, right? They're like this isn't okay, and we're we're all on that same page, you know. And it sucks because like you're, you know, kind of brought it up right now. It's like dude, turmoil just left and right. I mean, look what happened yesterday, you know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. We, we don't we don't have to get into that at all. It's just just it's, you know another dividing factor. That's, yeah, that's you know, a. Yeah, we're full of dividing factors, like um, you know. I, I take it the sim- simplest thing. So you look at an application job or anything, they're always asking, are you white, Hispanic, Asian, black, this and that. Also, when you go to another country, Brazil, Italy, do they ask you if you're a white Italian, a black Italian, a Hispanic Italian? No, everybody's Italian, you know? Right. That's what, like That's one of those points. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, one of those things is like, no, you should ask, are you a citizen? Are you a resident? Or is your status other? That's all you need to know. I was like, but no, there, there's always these little dividers in our life. Just yeah, right. It's like subliminal reminders, or not even reminders, but a subliminal push yeah. to make you feel like, oh yeah, I'm this. Yeah, you exactly. Know, which is like, I don't know, big picture of stuff. You'd think like, why? Like, why does that matter? And that's a great point, right? In other countries, they don't care. Yeah, you know, exactly. they shouldn't care. It's like, are you from here? Or you're not. You yeah, know? exactly. And then going from there, whatever you're doing, but yeah, it's. Yeah. Anyway, we are in a very interesting time. Time oh, for sure. Right now, for sure, dude. <clears throat> when you were uh, overseas, how long was your tour? Was it six months? Um, just under six months. So yeah, so we we ended up coming back like mid June, 
like early July. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, since it was the initial like push and wave in, so um, after that they started bringing back um, like the people that are out there and bringing in like the reservists and stuff like that. Even though there was reservists out there at the time, but it started rotating unions. That's I think when the whole they started figuring out these rotations that they were going to start doing. Mm. Not like World War II. You're here until the war is over. Dude, that is nuts. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Because I was watching um, Saving Private Ryan the other day. Yeah. You know, of course, like, I'm in this, uh, you know, promotional process. I'm all stressed out. I came home. I was like, I got to watch something. I was like, I got to get stressed. So I'm putting Saving Private Ryan on, dude. Yeah. Right, because that's supposed to be <laughs> stressed out. Surround <laughs> <Yeah>. sound, grenades. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and I remember watching. I was thinking, I'm like, dude, these, one... That scene of um, Tom Hanks and his platoon and everyone storming beaches of Normandy is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. That How first scene that is, was. yeah. And I can't imagine, imagine all of us, me, Stuart, freaking Jordan and Sam in a goddamn boat. All right, guys, we're going to storm this beach and there's just machine gun fire, bombs, and then they yeah. drop the door and dudes are just falling down, dead, oh, yeah. gone. And, and you got to keep charging. I guarantee you like two or three of us are down and oh, like, yeah. you got to keep on going. You're like, yeah. And then it's like, that was insane, right? That yeah. whole first scene was incredible. And how they made the push and they got there. I suggest anyone who's you know younger into history, look that up and read about the amazing heroism that the, our boys did and, and got on that beach. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. And then they survived that. Now they got to stay another, what, three or four years? Dude, <laughs> I know. Like fighting? And it's like, what the heck? No rotations. You're staying there. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you were here until the war is over. And I just want you guys to know, if that were the case, I would be the first one to pee my pants. <laughs> and I'll let you guys know I'm doing it so you don't feel awkward if it happens to you. But it's it's tactical. <laughs> you, you pee the pants to be lighter on your feet when you're storming. Very I, good. I see I your point. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I'm not going to turn away. I just, I'm going to pee because at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> well, it goes into like it, it, you know, I can't imagine. So right now, the, the the stigmatism or PTSD being taboos is starting to fall away. It's a lot better, still kind of there, I think. But I was thinking, like, how do those guys deal with that coming home with years of, yeah, you know, fighting for freedom? But that's years of violence, yeah, years of death and seeing things. And then, you know, it's different now. We have six months, year, whatever. Special ops guys do like three months. I don't know, but. How was that transition for you going to war and then coming home? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure there's stuff that you don't notice because I know my old family said, you're not the same. I was like, I feel the same. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there's little things that would happen. Um, I remember sleeping on at my uh, parents' house and my mom just, you know, just being kind. Um, she woke me up. She said, mijo, like, yeah. do you want something to eat? She was trying to wake me up. I don't know why. I just grabbed her by the neck, oh, threw man. her on the ground, and I was like, and I somehow I just snapped out of it. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. And then she's like, uh, get, your, <laughs> get your own breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have four hours to get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's real. I yeah. mean, dude, it's not like you didn't intentionally do that, but no. oh my God, you're, you're taught to be in the ready. Yeah. This is what you're, you know, you were a warrior for our country, you know, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm talking to my dad, it took him, God, he was in Vietnam for a while and he went back because he was special ops and he went back as a contractor. Yeah. That's a whole nother story, but he's there for 10 years. Oh, wow. So he's oh, 10 wow. years in a war zone. So he said when he came home, he would just sit in his mother's backyard in Long Beach, which I believe our family still owns. And he's like, I would just listen to birds. 
Yeah. So I didn't hear birds for 10 years because you're in war. Bombs going on, you know, so yeah. animals are gone, everything, and just normal life. He said he did that for five years. It took him five years to snap out of it. Yeah, it's like you're constantly under stress and tension. Like, yeah. Yeah. The easiest thing is just like, yeah, I just want to sit and just hear nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> so shit. I get it. Yeah. And I, I think it was a lot tougher for those guys because the whole, you know, trying to help people with PTSD wasn't around. So mm-hmm. it's like um, mm-hmm. they just had to deal with it on our own. There wasn't as many outlets as there is nowadays, which I'm grateful for. Um, but, yeah, those guys had it really tough. Oh. Just not only just being there for years, like you said, and then coming back. And they're like, all right, you're discharged. Yeah. Have a good one. Go Thank be you. a father, yeah. husband, yeah. brother, just uncle. A normal person of society. Yeah. You know? And I think that, that I think that's like inherent, like – like a human response is that you acclimate to your surroundings and, mm-hmm. you know, especially in that, you know, the training and the mental preparedness. And then once you're there and then you, you they're there for a while, you know, that's the new normal, right? Yeah. Even though it doesn't, you know, to, to us, it doesn't seem normal, but like when you're there, that's becomes your new normal. And then to get dropped back into what is deemed normal, if you want to call that society, it's not a switch, you know, and it is cool that we do have a ton of uh, resources now to help with that. Because that's like, I know I always think of that too, like World War Two. And actually, I was well, Sam, I was telling you uh, that World War One. This is a shameless plug here, but uh, the Dan Carlin's Hardcore History does a whole thing on World War One. It's like eight hours, so yeah. it's fun. It's a good listen, though, and it's and I I'm intrigued with the history of war stuff anyway. Like as far as like being interesting and whatnot, but just the just the What's the word I'm trying to look for? But not holding life, like the sanctity of life is not important at that certain point, right? You're doing things with purpose where thousands and thousands of people are dying a day, yeah. right? Where like in World War One, which there's some good movies out there, but like there isn't like a Saving Private Ryan of World War One. True. You know, but yeah. but those those battlefield tactics at the time were just take a bunch of people and rush the other trench. You know, and that was when machine guns first started getting cleaned up and they were, you know, consistent and accurate. And I mean, there was, be, you know, 10 foot tall piles of bodies. Yeah. Right. And if you survive that shit, now you got to go back. You know, you're like, you've been there fighting for four years. You know, you've seen basically everyone you knew has died. And then you go back into society. Like, how do those people cope with that? Yeah. Like, how did they, how, like, you know, there's no way. They're probably psycho people. And not, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean, like, that would be the only response that I would think you would try to, it would take a long time to acclimate to that new lifestyle. But it's just in general, right? So it's, it's pretty neat to see with uh, the push for the mental health and, you know, different avenues of getting that help instead of just being the crazy person down the street that rocked back and forth on your porch. Yeah. You know? Um, anyway, I don't know. Where do you guys ever see, <clears throat> do you ever see those old black and white videos of the soldiers who came home from World War One that had the shell shock? Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah, they're just it. sitting there, just, they're moving and tweaking. And there was one where he was in this hospital and he had shell shock and he's just shaking and twitching and going crazy. It's sad. You can see he's a young guy. Yeah. Said he had went through World War One and came back. Um, and just them showing him his military cover, he almost it, it just dude, it sent him through the roof. Just that little bit of seeing some part of the military just sent him off. It was wow. it's crazy, right? Yeah. So I mean, there's so many things that come with all that, and it's unfortunate that back then, no, they didn't know what to do. But it's good now, even in the fire service, fire police, they're starting to push that. At least I know <clears throat> places, certain departments offer that help for free, which is really great. Yeah. They're starting to put that at the forefront because they're realizing, hey, we got to take care of our personnel. Oh no. For you sure. know, unfortunately, the suicide rate in fire fire to fires is 
pretty stinking high now. I think the sad. suicide rate for the fire department leads the pack as far as first responders now. Yes. Wow, it's sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, you're kind of like, gosh, man, um, you know, we go out there and we serve our communities. We're with our brothers and sisters in the firehouse. It is, it is a second family. Yeah. You know, it's just like our motorcycle club. Freaking love our club, our guys, and we get together and we're family, but sometimes you need more. You need some help. And now it's, you know, they're making it free for our personnel, which is good. Yeah. And you're starting to see it's making a bit of a change. And guys aren't afraid to step up and say, hey, I need some help. Yeah. I've had to step up like, dude, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, this uh, is crazy, dude. I'm stressed yeah. out. The only thing I don't like with the fire department now, it's like these individual dorm rooms. Like, I like the, the open dorm just because you get to know people and you know when somebody's off. With these dorm rooms now, it's like you have these newer guys like, oh, you know, I'm done with all I need to do. So they just go in their room or laptop or whatever. You don't see them. You're like. All day? Yeah. And it's like, how am I supposed to gauge what you're going through in the minute time we eat or do something um, when you're just hiding out. You know that's a good mean? point. So, yeah. That, that's a really good point, actually. I never thought you about know, that. Like, and, and, I, and I don't know what the fix to that would be because that's the general push as yeah. far as with technology and people being on their phones or computers or whatever, or with social media or however they, you know, I was having a conversation about this the other day, uh, just talking about like, you know, used to like, like, Oh, that's what it was. It was talking about how, like, when you grew up, like, you went and visited, like, cousins or, like, you know, when you had family gatherings, like, as a kid, like, was it fun for you? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, doing family functions was rad because, like, I didn't have the opportunity to see all my family very often. So when you did, it was, like, catching up and, you know, playing sports, doing doing whatever. Yeah. And and the person I was talking about it had some older kids, and they were, he was saying, like, how it's just so different now. Now it's, like, inconveniencing to, like, them go see family. And we're talking about the reason being is because now everything is connected through your phone. Yeah. So it's like instead of feeling like that obligation or like not, you know, if, if it is an obligation to you, then that's one way to look at it. But instead of being that excited, like, oh, I'm going to catch up. Like, dude, crazy stuff's happened over this last yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like, I got to talk to you about it. But that's going away because now you can post something and write a little comment. And then that's, that's the new, like, connection point. Yeah. Right. Instead of it being like in person, spending time, all that stuff. So I feel like we just have this like kind of crazy generational gap where it I say that and it's really not that long. It's a couple of years difference. Right. It's basically on the tail end of because when you're in high school, is that the Internet came out? Yeah. It was my senior year. Yeah. I was like, hey, well, yep. dial up. Right. All that. So that like time period within five years from that point, now people had the ability to constantly be in connection with one another via these whatever the device that they're using. But now in the workspace, that's like the new normal, right? Like instead of hanging out with the crew, you know, because it's like, especially when you got in the fire service, like I'm sure it's like, you know, you work out together, you play sports together, save sports, obviously. <laughs> you know. um, but that camaraderie building mechanism was a key part of your day, yeah. right? And, what, and also running calls and service and providing all that stuff, obviously. But you know, that's how you were able to gauge differences with each other. Like you knew like, Hey, fucking Bob's having a shitty week. What's going on, dude? You're normally yeah. like loud and talking and, and now they're like hermit, but now it's like, everyone's kind of that way. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, it's, it's like, if you go in the station and you see people like, you know, if they're in between calls or whatever, and they're sitting in the chairs and the TV's on, look who sees who's actually watching TV. More than likely, it's probably just you. Yeah. If you are, you know what I mean? Or if you're not looking at a phone, you know, cause everyone else is just, Exactly. You know, and it's like, it's like, I, I, I don't know what the, 
I don't know what the next step in that is, right? Because you still, that it's very important, I think, to still have that camaraderie, all those team building skills, you know, because of being able to identify issues among one another. And like, let's be real here. You know, whether you like someone or not, you're probably trying to help. Yeah. You know, and so I'm kind of curious, like, what is the next 10 years going to look like? Is no one even going to be together? Are we all just going to Uber eat stuff to the rooms or whatever? You know what I mean? And like everyone just does their own thing and you just show up on the rig for a call. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. No, for sure. It's uh, very interesting. But yeah, I remember like, uh, Tim, you said last time with this whole phone and stuff like that, you know, the endorphins that you get and it just, you're getting so much information in that little thing. Yeah. So it's like an addiction. It's like. I know myself, I try not to use it, but yeah, it's like, yeah, you, ca- you can catch up on news, sports, stand, and matter of second, like, hold up, let me put a bet in real quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? We do. We can, so literally in our phones, I, I, I thought about this the other day. I, I, I do everything off my phone. I pay my bills, your, your contacts, your emails, your calendar. I mean, everything is in our phone. I rarely use my computer. Yeah. If I use my computer, I mean, I work on my master's degree now, but that's about it. I mean, I'm typing stuff, papers out and doing things, but that's pretty much the only time, yo, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> school's for fools. Um, Nerd. But yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, oh my God, like from, from when we were in high school, right? We said internet finally came out to now. Yeah, that's been what, 15, 16 years or something. But st- still, if you think about it, that's a really short time for technology to span that quick and to be able to do so much to where now our headphones aren't even wired. Yeah, everything's yeah. Bluetooth. You know, I can send you pictures Bluetooth through our phones. You know, I can text you pictures. I mean, everything's done with the phone, and that's kind of why. Um, at least, like you said, with social media, I don't put much on social media anymore. I kind of stepped away from it, so I have a few things up, but really, it's just for the podcast, and that's it. And I have more people now texting and calling me. Oh, that's good. interesting, right? Yeah, they're yeah. calling. Hey, I haven't been able to keep up with you, man. You're not on social media. I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm just like I have it, but I'm not putting anything up. Yeah, yeah, when you text me, I was like, "Hey, why are you texting? Why don't you call me?" But I was actually on the call. Like, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's 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 um, I think people don't realize how addicting your phone is and how much it's actually taking away from your social life. Like literally talking to somebody. Right? As humans, we're made we're made for connection. That's how we are. We need to talk to people. We need community. In the phone, people think they have community just because they're looking at a screen and can see a picture of you at the beach or riding a motorcycle or some people want to put pictures of their freaking food up, right? Yeah. But whatever. And it's like, that's not keeping up with me. And you're literally seeing the representative of everybody. Everybody's putting their best pictures and best part of them up forward. You're not seeing what's behind the scenes, the struggles that they're having, the issues they may have in a relationship, a death in the family, a struggle, whatever it may be. Mm. So you think they're fine, they're okay. And I think I said this too in podcast before, I saw a, a friend, thought they had it all. But I'm thinking, dang, man, this guy's he's beautiful wife, his kids, you know, he's married, they got trailers and her doing stuff. He's a fellow firefighter. And then bumped him at work and he just seemed a little off. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? What's going on? He's like, oh, man, I hate my life. I'm like, what? <laughs> Good morning to you too. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> dude, everything looks great. He's like, no, I'm getting a divorce. I was like, oh, damn. shoot. Oh, oh shoot. I'm like, I thought, you know, he's like, no, nah, dude. No, nah, my wife wanted me to take all those pictures. Oh. <laughs> That's the thing that <laughs> like, pe- people base think they know you because of what you post on social media right but um yeah that's why you you know when you guys go out especially when you guys are interviewing people on streets and stuff like that it's very it's very cool because you hear people's story and everybody has a story and then when you talk to them it's interesting what you hear you're like oh 
man, you've done some stuff or, you know, people, you've got some struggles, you know, this very interesting. And, um, yeah, I think we've for sure lost that connection. You oh, know? huge. Big, big time. That's why I'm so big on just calling people. Mm-hmm. I try to call people as much as I can. I am very busy with a lot of stuff, but I try to, to be intentional. Yeah. Try to be intentional and talk to people and, and because it means I know when someone calls me or even just sends me a text, hey, what's going on? What's new? Like, I love that. Instead of, you know, liking a picture or leaving a comment or emoji on a picture yeah. or whatever or wishing me happy birthday on, you know, it's like, how about instead of wishing me, why don't you call or text me? Instead of putting it on social media, so everyone can see, so it's like you checked in for my birthday. Like get yeah. the forget yeah. out. But, that, but that's here, but that's the that's the social standard now. You that's know true. what I mean? Because yeah. in that in that and I, and I agree with everything that you're saying. I just feel like the the other side of it is is that we've morphed into this that that's like appropriate, right? right. So like you know, because I I think we I mean we've talked about it a couple times. Like you know the the fake fronts of social media, and it's like why don't they make like a I think I was joking around, so I would never do this, but like Insta sad, like right? <laughs> instead of Instagram, right? You know, where it's like where people put up like real shit. They're like having a shitty day, uh, behind on my bills, you know, relationship issues, whatever, X, Y, Z, and then see what that runs with. You know what I mean? But and no one wants to do that, yeah. right? And I understand, and I understand that because you're not trying to air your dirty laundry out there publicly, depending on how you. Oh my god, some people, up. some people put way too much out there. Some people do, but that's see, but that's still like kind of a. Ooh, you know, kind of moment where like... Cry for help, maybe. It might be. And as well, you know, like, I guess good, at least you're trying to get help if that's your intention. Yeah. Um, but the... the and I, Yeah, I don't know. I just think as, as this moves forward, we kind of just become content with the way things are. And I don't think that that adds any benefit to society. You know what I mean? If anything, it kind of convolutes things because like you said, right? You're like, oh, I know this guy. I've known him for a long time. He does everything. To me, seems like he's doing great, but behind the scenes, you know, wife's leaving him. Yep. Right? D- yeah, devastated, troubles, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, again, right? It's just like, okay, well, is that just going to be the new normal? Right? Well, yeah. But then, if it is, then why? Are, you know, like if everyone's really going to ask the question, why? Well, then they really need to look into this. Is probably the proponent of why this is going this way. Yep. You know, but again, right? It it would never. I don't know. That's see, this is my skeptical <laughs> brain. We'll always be like, well, that'll never happen because there's yeah. too much money involved in this whole process, and everyone's, you know, I shouldn't say balls yeah. deep, but you get what I'm saying. Into this, you know, social media stuff. Well, think and about nothing's going to change. Think about this too. When did you guys ever think that it was going to be such a priority for our departments to have an Instagram, a Twitter, and a Facebook? I remember there was a point in time where you would take down posts that you had because if you were trying to get hired somewhere, that would be your investigator could right. look it up and be like, oh, they saw you at a party one time, you know, having a picture. It looked like a drink in someone's hand, and that could be potentially, you know, yeah, deterrent. That. It's, it's weird, though, right? Because I, I see it the same way. You know, they're they're putting out, oh, look at our personnel train. Look at them on these stars, which is good. Our community needs to see that. We're, to- we totally. work hard, you know, because you always get that. Well, they just sit around. No, we don't. Like, okay, no, Not true. Yeah. One, we get paid for what we're willing to do. But two, we train a lot. We have, we're the tip end of the spear. We have to know a lot of things. Know a lot about, a, a, you know, of different te- rescue techniques to rigs, to fire calls, to medical aids, to everything you can think of, right? Because when someone calls 911, who's the first one to show up? We are. Right. If the If bombs hit from another country or the world cracks in half, we're getting sent, and yeah. we have to know how to try to mitigate that, right? It's yeah. crazy. But these departments, they're going to show that the, it's a front, right? They're going to show, oh, look how great we are. Well, why aren't you showing the politics behind all your freaking decisions you're making? Huh? Because how, why, why don't you show all the, all the, yeah, why don't you show all the firefighters <laughs> that you're backstabbing? Huh? 
You know, I'm saying you know, that's why way I think I'm like they, it's like everything starts to fall in motion with the culture and society. You know, it's like kind of like oh, you guys are freaking stupid. That's why I think I'm like whatever. It's yeah, and it, and it again, right? It's just it's it's and it's not just for this job. It's for a lot of things, right? And that's I don't know. I mean, and personally, I feel like that's part of the issue with people having so much knowledge at their fingertips is now you have to you have to account for the amount of questions of accountability that there are which is now with the situation that we're in currently right so right. so pick a subject it doesn't matter whatever subject it is that's we'd consider it a tension issue on uh, talking points but because people now have the access to be like, well, the TV told me this, but I found like 50 different things from what appears to be credible stuff that are saying otherwise, what the hell's really going on, right? But they're not, but people aren't going to do that, right? Or they like to say like news networks, whatever, right? Won't, won't give you that. It's the same thing with every other front, you know, whether it's the fire department, whether it's the police department, whatever, you know, they're going to promote what they want you to see. Mm. Now, I'm not against them promoting stuff that that is done at work because I think people deserve credit, you know, for, yeah. look, there's great calls, saves, everything. That should be highlighted. Those are good things because, one, we're confirming why we're getting paid what we get paid because of what we're willing to do and look how we've helped people. But could you, you can't make the same argument because, like, the fire department's like this, but if a cop makes a save or save someone's life or stop something, but you don't, you don't really see that. You only see the bad stuff. So you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a narrative control Mm -hmm. that is acceptable by society's standards by just what they get, you know? So it's like, you know, like it's, there's like, there's so many layers to that, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy, you know, but again, right. It all kind of falls into, well, someone's got to pick a lane to show and this is what they did. And if it's accepted, that's what stays, you know, thankfully for us, the fire department is generally a liked entity. You True. know, we're there to help people. We want to do the best we can. We work hard, all of the above, right? The backside of that, though, is when, you know, like the stuff with the vaccination things, right? With there's certain departments that were getting rid of people who've had lifetime careers that have put their lives on the line and saved how many people and are willing to not be with their families and do all X, Y, and Z. But now because they, let's say, didn't choose to uh, fall in line with the vaccination request, now they're potentially getting fired. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like to your point mm-hmm. of why can why are you going to pretend like everything's honky dory and we are we're so awesome, but yet we'll treat the people that work for us this way? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I was going on a tangent there. <laughs> now go, go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that brings me to my next point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of which, Stuart, you're going through that. I That's am actually, you're experiencing yeah. Right now, right? Yeah, going through that whole uh, stuff, you know, and obviously with the vaccination and other policies that they have in there that there's questions to. It's a, uh, yeah, it's been a long uh, two years now. Well, it's got to be stressful, you know. Uh, you're you're giving your you've you've worked hard, you've achieved a lot for yourself and for your family. You've been serving your community, and a lot of people don't understand when we say serving community. That means all hours of the day and night we're on shift. Miserable conditions at times, and you put the you know you put your helmet on and you go to work. You know, no questions asked. Doesn't matter. And then because you choose to not be vaccinated, you're done. We're yeah. not going to help you. We don't care what you've done for us. You're out of here. Yeah, it's and crazy. It, that has to feel like such a gut punch and a betrayal. That's how I view it. I'm just like, how can you do this to our firefighters? You know, what I'm saying like, there's so much that we sacrifice. There's so much we're exposed to as far as cancer, and how even our lack of sleep. That's a huge carcinogen. Oh, you yeah. know, it, there's so much that we go through, and then trying to go home and be normal and be a father, be a husband, all that. 
And then because I choose to not put something in my body, now I'm I'm a POS to you. Now yeah. I'm a nobody. Yeah, and it's especially with the you know with this whole shot thing. It's um, I understand like maybe like two years ago where everybody you know obviously with the media like you were talking about they portray a certain thing they portrayed a certain thing about this thing but you know over the last two years slowly information's come out and it shows that obviously this is not a good thing there's a lot of side effects you got athletes that are just suddenly having these sickness or dying um i know we were going on a lot of people that were vaccinated or got just got vaccinated and suddenly died and their families i, I have no reason or knowledge why this would happen. And I remember um, they asked our medical director, they're like, hey, can we start tracking these individuals that got the shot? So oh. to actually try to get information out there, we're on the front lines, why not try to get more information so we, we have a better understanding what this is doing to people. And then um, he just told, you know, the people that asked him, like, absolutely not. We're wow. not going to do that. I was like, okay. So you hey, hate, you hate trying to think about like rabbit holes and stuff like that, but there's like, all right, there's a reason. There's we a love question. rabbit holes. Yeah. Here. Oh, dude, no, I know. It's <laughs> funny you mentioned that, dude, because yeah. uh, yeah. happens to be one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's uh, for sure an agenda, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's been stressful. You know, you, you do all this stuff for the department, you sacrifice your family. You know, thinking is, you know, I'm just thankful I haven't gone through a divorce because. Yeah, we're not around that much, you know, and right. sometimes now it's staffing, it's like it's hard to get a day off. And then you get one day off and you're trying to do in one day what you normally do in three days, you know, and you're trying to accomplish all this. And then you got to go back to the station. And then me being in my position, I, as a captain, I try to tell the guys, I try to keep a positive you yeah. know, image for them. I don't want to go there moping and bring in my decisions that I, I took and that attitude reflect on them because it's like, all right, well, we're having a crappy day. He's having a crappy day. So I always, I try to keep a positive attitude. And um, yeah, just recently, like a couple months ago, when I gave them their, their performance evaluation, I actually told them, I was like, if I ever brought any negativity because of where I'm at, um, you know, there's other guys that haven't got the shot on my shift also, but, um, but I was like, I hope that didn't reflect or I didn't push that on you guys. I always try to come in with a positive attitude because I got to steer the ship, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I got to be a positive person there. I got to make sure everything goes right. So, yeah, it's been it's been long. No, <laughs> it's I'm been sure. tiring. But, I mean, you've gone through the whole process, right? They've given you, you know, was it notices that you will be terminated? And at least in the fire department, we call it Scully process. That has to be stressful. Yeah. So, yeah, I went through that whole process, got my uh, intent to suspend, suspension. Uh, we'll suspend your letter date because we need you to work. So, Right now is not good for us. Then it came in an intent to discharge, and then <laughs> so great. Can I, to, I hold you off real quick. Yeah. We got to yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. We got to talk so, about that. If just like, we'll say I'm not an expert in anything. Okay, nothing. I'm not going to claim to be. I'm not going to claim I'm not a, a virologist or a doctor or anything of the above. But a very commonsensical approach to this: if you are forcing someone to take something because you are worried about not them as an individual as well as the people that surround them how and why is there any way humanly possible that if you would say okay well we're going to potentially fire you for not complying with this but we need you to keep working because we're short-staffed but it's coming just so you know but not right now 
You see what I'm saying? Like, that, like, so it crazy. like if, yeah. you, if you were to tell me that, like not involved in that service of work, I'd be like, they're crazy. They're like, who, what, that doesn't make any sense. What are they, what's going on here? You know, which I think is a common thought process and yeah. why, right? But it's just like, you know, I, I keep in the back of my mind, I keep thinking like some kind of like, like, oh, all of a sudden the clouds will open up and be like, people like, oh, dude, hey, look, we made a mistake. You know, this is our bad. You know what I mean? Like, sorry for everything, you know, which is like, especially with government work. It's like, hey, we fucked up. I'm sorry. You know, we're cool. (laughs) We're cool, right? You keep doing you. We'll do us. We'll work on the next project together. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I keep waiting for that to happen. And it doesn't. No, no. You know, and I'm like, God, dude, like, how long is this going to drop? I didn't, I haven't even heard the word COVID for a few weeks and honestly forgot about it until I read something the other day where it was like, oh, we approved kids like, five months and older can now take it <laughs> so i'm like thinking damn dude they're still pushing oh yeah pushing, it's, pushing, there's pushing. a push for this and yeah like i said you can go down rabbit holes and why they're trying to push this but yeah like you said yeah somebody typed these letters up and they're like yeah it makes sense here you go and they gave it to us um but yeah i don't know where is this gonna go and like I, like you said i hope one day the clouds do open and like hey even if they said like yeah this was all bs and we had to followers but we're sorry it's like okay go back to normal but it doesn't seem like there's at least here in this state there's any normalcy that's going to come anytime soon no so no, yeah no well, what happened to all the you know remember they're saying if you don't get the vax there's gonna be mass deaths to the unvaccinated yeah where's the mass deaths at <laughs> what, what happened you yeah. know our medical director pretty much came to station and said like we are gonna lose at least 300 people in our department and he said so take the shot like, this is what's going to happen. I remember when I'm going to go decline it, too. Um, I was talking to my buddy, and then he he came in. He said, oh, somebody else is getting the shot. And he's like, no, he's declining it. And then uh, he's like, why? I was like, I don't feel I need something that has a survivability rate above 98%. I was like, oh, those are pretty good odds. It's obviously higher, but he said, no, you got a good point. He's like, but you have a couple of seconds. So here I'm thinking this medical director, this doctor is going to tell me something um, like facts-wise, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to sway my decision or whatever at that point. But this guy pretty much said, yeah, you're probably healthy and and you're good, but you're going to get sick and you're going to kill others. And I was, like, I was like, this is what he's telling me? I was like, all right, good talk. I just, that's literally what I told him. I was like, good talk. And I turned my back to him and I just laughed. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I could sit here and argue. I was like, because that was a piece of piece of shit fucking yeah. statement for him to say like I, I thought he was going to say something facts wise to try to sway me he's like no you're going to kill people I was like okay I'm done yeah thanks doc <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you have a good day <laughs> exactly uh, well, what has that done to morale uh, dude and yeah this, you know not just morale but now you got to think about the people who stand by the vaccination who people who just choose not to do it now there's that divide because I've heard of crews that don't even eat together now in certain apartments yeah. where it's like, you guys will, will eat, you know, over here, you'd over, that's, they're so upset with each other. Yeah. You know, and that's, to me, it's dangerous, especially in the fire service, because you got to be tight. Yeah. You got to have their crew continuity. You got to be able to trust. I know my captain's going to make the right decision. Engineer's going to do what he's got to do. And I can trust my firefighter, my fellow firefighter on the rig that if something goes down, he's going to get me out. Yeah. And now you're kind of like, well, where do we stand, guys? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. It's a, like you said, Divide, dividers, you know, they're special. That's a divider, and, and you can't have that in the department. You know, when I trust, if you were at the station with me, you were at the station, is like, I trust you with my life. I was like, uh, 
your decisions, my decisions, your decisions. I know that we're taking decisions so we all make it home to our families. And if there's a divider, like, well, that fucking piece of shit's not vaccinated. So fuck them, you know? Right. Are they thinking that? I don't know. But right. that's sad that there's stations that are not eating together. But, yeah, I think morale's. I think overall in the department's down, um, especially over the last two years. You know, you're grinding away, doing the right thing, showing up every morning, and then, you know. Working and, your forces when you're asked. Yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah, you're just taking your licks, and then they're like, yeah, but if you don't do this, you're gone. You're like, all right. So, yeah, I've there's guys that are like, yeah. Um, they said, like, once they fire me, I'll just go do something else. They're, they're I've content. Heard that quite and a I've never heard people say like yeah i'm done with the fire department this is not for me anymore i've never heard of those words Dude, but when we were getting hired you'd never hear that no when you're and no. you know my dad was and you get a government job you stay right huh. and I, that, the same thing i've heard a lot of guys like you know i could just do something else yeah thinking like whoa this is a this is a change in the uh, tide here man yeah no for sure you don't ever hear that yeah. ever <laughs> well, yeah. and just because the the amount of time and effort that it goes into obtaining that position and then getting hired it, on. Right. And then, Your certifications. Yeah. You know? And it's like, by no means is it easy. And it's in a constant state of getting better at the position. And like, and I would say as a general consensus, probably over 90% of all fire department employees are constantly trying to better themselves to be better at the job. Right. So it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, of course, there's always people that probably coast. But that's not my experience. That's not a lot of, you know, I'm sure we can all attest to that. And, you know, so it's like, and you're still willing to be like, you know what? You know, I've been here for 15 years. I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, it's a, it's a tough and it's, it's a bummer because, you know, like I feel like a lot of the, the demeanor from the, like, let's say for the crews that are split, right? So let's say whatever side of it that you're on, the surrounding, like the public, the, or not the, not the, I shouldn't say the public. I, what I mean by is like the, the influential stuff just keeps driving the division. Mm. Like, and, and it doesn't let up. I mean, like just, I mean, go turn on your radio. Right, if you if, if you still listen to, the radio, I know, I was thinking, which I have to do. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm, I do have XM, but I do listen to the radio too. Uh, I gotta know what's new, dude. Like, I, I, I get, you. To, I get But you. every other commercial is some sort of plug for vaccination reasons. Whether it's like a happy-go-lucky one, do your best, be safe, do this, get vaccinated, or don't be that person. Don't you know? Don't spread it to other people. Whatever the stance is, you're constantly being re reinforced from every other angle. So it's like there's nothing else that's gonna stop the division drive. Right, like you know what I mean. Like that's the thing is that like it's like once the foot's on the gas pedal, they don't let up. And when I say they, I just mean like everything that surrounds us. Yeah, you know, and it's unfortunate because at the base level, when you show up to work and you put your gear on the rig, it, all of the above of what you said, you need to trust those other people with all your life essentially. Even though it sounds taboo and like, you know, like every day is like backdraft. Yeah. <laughs> but there can be moments. Right. And in those moments, the last thing that I need to be worried about is if this person I'm working opposite end of doesn't agree with my stance or vice versa, that there's going to be a hesitation factor. Mm -hmm. And that's that's dangerous. Very right. absolutely. And I you know, and again, right? I guess at this point we could just hope. Yeah. Just hope that this, you know, and again, not, not looking, it's not like an apology thing. It doesn't have to be that way at all. Just, hey, look, this is the standards have changed. We're doing this now. Sorry, but we got to do business as usual. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Most everyone's going to go, okay, and then keep, keep trucking, you know, yeah. so...
I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic, you know, about it. Um, but you know, when we're talking to you about the scenario and that's crazy to me, Yeah, you know, and I don't know, I just, I just hope that it works out and things get better for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, there's, there's more information coming out, especially since that judge, um, told these Pfizer and everybody they had to release all these, um, research that they had instead of waiting like X amount of years. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that should say something in itself to you, right? I know. Exactly. So <laughs> they're releasing the information. So hopefully the right people see it and things start changing and stuff like that because yeah, we're not, nobody's out there to hurt the public and stuff like that. And if there is information that people need to know, they should know, you know, it's an informed consent. That's the right know? to know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now what, for you and the other personnel that are kind of going what you went through and, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, letters of notices and all this stuff, Scully process. What is there a next move for you guys? Do you have lawyers? Is what, what, what is this group doing? So, um, yeah, so we have a lawyer, um, and there's obviously he's doing his, his thing. Uh, but there's, yeah, there's dividers. So there's a couple of us that just haven't done anything, haven't even registered, done anything, um, so it's like, there's a big battle for the vaccination and then there's small battles where some of us are just like, Hey, I'm not doing this. I'm not registering with this company. I don't want, you know, they don't need to know my information. Um, so yeah, just going through that process. Um, and just, I just take it one step at a time and try to, you know, I'm not, I try not to think too far ahead because I don't want to stress out too much. That's true. Um, yeah. So I just try to take a day at a time as the information comes in, I make a next move and then, you know, just talk to my union reps and stuff like that. And then um, just get advice and just go from there. But yeah, I just, I don't need to stress out about this. It's, uh, you know, I already lose sleep just on calls at the station. Yeah, no and joke, it's just, so it's. Oh, well, yeah, the rest of the life, you know, I mean, other stressors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I also see you have a Firefighters for Freedom hat on. I do, yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, how they help? Have you guys contacted them at all? So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we kind of, uh, I got this at one of the rallies, but, yeah, we, um, you know, there's different, like, branches, stuff like that, right. San Gabriel, stuff like that. We have the uh, L.A. County Free, so. That's right. Like, I met, met them at a couple of the rallies. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. I had that hat, but I... I couldn't find it this morning. I was, got off, and then I was just scrambling. Dude, you're good, bro. I wear Firefighters Freedom all the time. Yeah. Bro. I freaking love it. Support them 100%. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, dude, we're going to wrap this up. Um, I do want to talk about a motorcycle club, though. Yeah. When did you start riding motorcycles, dude? Has that kind of been a thing since you were like 18 or what? No, I, I – well, <laughs> the first time I rode anything, I was small. And then my dad bought like a – he had like a scooter or something like that. I was maybe like 10 – so dad, let me let me ride this. He's like, dude, you're gonna fall. I'm like, nah, dude, I got this. Hell yeah. So <laughs> I got on there, I just gunned it and I just I just I just slid that thing underneath the car. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I never rode again till I uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps. Um I went to go take my permit, got my permit, and then I bought a Yamaha R six. That's sick. And then I was like, I didn't even know how to ride. And I was like, Hey dad, can you ride this home? And then when I get to in front of the house, I'll I'll practice in front. I don't want to if I fall, I'll fall in front of the house. I don't yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, I know. That's just so, like, yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I rode street bikes for a bit, uh, traded that in, got a, a Ducati, and then um, 
I wasn't writing that much after a while. So I was like, I sold that and then I took a break and then I was like, all right, I'm going to get the Harley. I always wanted a Harley. So I got the Harley. Hell yeah. And just been riding that now. So. Uh, yeah. You got Rogue Glide, right? Yeah. Rogue Glide. It's oh, so good. Yeah. It's so nice. Bro. Yeah. They're so nice. It's, uh, yeah, like <laughs> there's these guys that rode, ride these Road Kings, Soft Tails, and stuff like that. There's like no fairings or anything like that. I was like, dang, these guys are. You got to have a fairing. Yeah. I had a soft tail for a while. You just, dude, you're battling the wind. Oh, yeah. And then when you get to where you want to go, you're just hammered tired. You're already tired. Yeah, because you, you're <laughs> hanging on for dear life. Though. And I had 18-inch apes. So I was like, you know, you think yeah. it's cool? And it's like, dude, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm so tired, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I like our motorcycle club. I'm glad that we're both involved and, you know, the, the dudes that were in there because, you know, and actually both you guys have met guys from the club, haven't you, Sam? Jordan? Yeah, there's been a couple. Yeah, footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah P footy, dude. <laughs> yeah, P footy. footy. Good lord. It's been a fun dude. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had Pete, my president, on there, Frank, and um, but it's cool because um, it really does feel like a, a real tight brotherhood and a family, and we can actually talk about really tough things, not just personal life, but also with work. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't understand just riding and having that hum of the motor and just going somewhere, grabbing a couple of drinks, dude. It changes so much in your head, your mentality, just like you feel free. You know, there's so many times, at least for me riding, I have a massive sound system in mind. I rarely use it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just sit there and just listen to the home of the motor, dude. How do, can I ask a question as a non-motorcycle rider? Yeah. Uh, not that anything against it. I think it's rad and awesome. I just haven't jumped down that lane yet, which I'm surprised by now. I've, Thought that I might actually buy a bike. <laughs> you have a bicycle. I have a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Tim uh, let me borrow one of his road bikes, uh -huh. and that's my Harley. <laughs> I make funny. <laughs> yeah, I put little uh, baseball cards in the spokes. Yeah, I love you it. Know, you so still got your spandex, bike. dude. Get that lycra. <laughs> I don't know. I need like to shave like twenty more pounds. Yeah, I'll wear it. Fine. But uh, oh, the question was when you're when you're riding and your sound system is it like muffled sound or do you hear it like loud and clear? Loud and clear, yeah. There's some great sound systems out there. You hear it loud and clear and stuff like that. Other guys will have a like the little Bluetooth in, inside of their helmet, so they hear it like that music in there. Oh, okay. But yeah, like Tim system. I know mine. I can hear it loud and clear. Dude, you can hear it fine. And like he said, a lot of us have Bluetooth you in your helmets, so um, like I can make a phone call while I'm riding, and oh, it sounds like you're in a quiet room. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Dude. It works out great. So people will call me. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm just riding a motorcycle. What? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> on the free right now. I'm going on 605. Like, yeah. How are you able to talk? Bluetooth. Bluetooth, baby. Yeah. It's 2022. Yeah, it's 2022, man. Come on. It's yeah. freaking awesome. It's freaking awesome. But I mean, riding for you and being in the club, I mean, it's got to be something that you absolutely enjoy. I do. It's, you know what, what I really enjoyed, like you said, talking to people, because when I started coming around, hanging out, you talk to everybody from all these different departments and everybody has a story. And it just, we have so many similarities even though you're on the east coast down south it doesn't matter which is very a lot of similarities that we have and it's um it's very cool hearing how other departments are and then hearing the stories that all our club members have and that's really what got me it wasn't like oh, i love writing a pack it was just meeting and talking to everybody that's really what got me oh yeah and our trips man i will tell you right now if you guys want to join a club and have a good time <laughs> and a fire baby holy cow it's yeah. been a blast dude. oh yeah great times great <laughs> it's time. wild, dude. take a take a uber there i'll meet oh, you oh dude i'll tell you, you what, know what you gotta do. <laughs> some yeah. of the best dudes you'll ever beat in the in your entire life like the fire department has changed a lot you just, they say brotherhood not that much maybe within your station but you want to talk about a brotherhood this is a brotherhood yeah like straight up through and through brotherhood take care of you it's yeah. amazing dude and that's why i love it i really do that's it's awesome. good 
Yeah, yeah. heck yeah. You guys should join. <laughs> Sam, what do you think, dude? I'd Sam, you be a firefighter. All right, so what I'm thinking is, Sam, you get a Harley. I'll get the sidecar. You be the rider. <laughs> you can drive. I'll ride. Uh, I got get, you. We can get matching, like, dude, I, I, or something. It'd it, be, it'd be a lot quicker. Yeah, because, I mean, I can ride, so I just got to get on the bike. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. And I don't know what to get, man. I've been I've been thinking Harley. about a cross rocket, but I I'll can't do that. Yeah, I'm gonna be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you, exactly. You At this age, it's we're not trying to you know yeah, all exactly. Ass. Yeah, no, no, yeah. you're a pretty big dude, man. Yeah, that's man. why I said you have to should switch. He should be in the sidecar, and you should. Ride. <laughs> 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 that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, you ride with us. Stewart would be like, you guys need to be in the back 500 feet behind us. Yeah, as long as we can smoke cigarettes while we're, while we're driving, dude. That's my only stipulation. Yeah, but you know what? Shout out to our club, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's a big part of, I think, both our lives, and it means a lot to us. And it's, uh, I love it, man. Yeah, it's a, it is truly a family. It, it really is. is, dude. It means you got quirky guys, you got funny guys, and you got the weirdos, but you know what? We're a family. Yeah, exactly. Take them all, dude. That makes a family, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If oh, everyone yeah. was the same, it'd be boring as shit. Yeah, exactly. You got to have Hello, the... salutations. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. First notice of business. What are we eating today? You're like, get out of here, dude. Where's the beer? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, uh, there's another part I like about it too is like you have us kind of younger dudes, but then you got the guys who've been in the career. 20, 30 plus years, and they're still oh. riding. Man, they have so much wisdom. Yeah. And, they, and it's not just wisdom in the fire service, but wisdom in life. Yeah, absolutely. You can talk to them about stuff like, ah, oh, like, kid, let's let's have a beer. I've been there. I've been there two times. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. shit, what? Yeah. So it's been good. There's a lot of things that I've learned and actually like counseling and coaching I've gotten from some of our older members who've been around a long time that have been freaking spot on, dude. Yeah. Spot on. So, That's shout awesome. out to Men of Fire, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We freaking love you guys. <laughs> but we have a couple questions. <clears throat> Bring it. You're going to answer mm-hmm. first. Okay. And we're going to go around the room. All right. So, hopefully, I'll see you. All right. So, we'll, uh, there we go. We'll start with the silly. Well, they're all kind of silly. But, uh, he so. said silly. I love what he said. Silly. <laughs> dude, I say it a lot, I dude. It. I, someone said that the other day. They're like, silly? I'm like, I know. I, love I, it. I don't know why. It's just, a, it's a, I'm gonna have that I dude. use. Just says silly. Yeah, we put. It's gonna be let's go podcasting and silly, silly in quotes, dude. Just for you. Oh, dude. Dude, when you get a bike, that's gonna be your road name. Ah, silly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Ring that bell. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as it wasn't dubbed by me, dude, I'll take the. Uh, yeah, you can't dub yourself. Yeah, you can't yeah. make your own name. Uh, yeah. Not like no, some. No. Yeah. Not uh, like Long John Don. Long Johnson Don. Whatever you call Long it. Long John Johnson. Yeah. I can't. Dang it. I didn't know stuff. Dude. <laughs> All right. For, first question. Uh, it says if you can play one video game for the rest of your life what would it be Ooh, are you a video game guy dude uh not anymore but when i yeah when i was young i'd play it all the time dude there's some great ones um man that's a hard one because growing up i started with because my uncle would get you know video games so i'd get coleco vision atari so i went through all of them Mer contra yeah, Contra, yeah. Contra was What was it? Up, up, down, down? Yeah, down. yeah dude. Left, right, left, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The In, real ones know. Infinity lives. Yeah. 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 Dude, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably say Call of Duty uh, when Ooh. it first came out. And that's because, um, yeah, I was nerding out with my cousins and we'd go do the midnight release. We'd come. Oh, dude. Yeah, we'd be at the house. We'd order pizzas. We'd have like a bunch oh. of screens. So we'd have our own team. So yeah. It was You're taking me back. I did it with my brothers. Yeah. And my friends, we used to go wait at GameStop. Yeah. At midnight. And there was one time I bought a dozen donuts. I was getting the people. <laughs> buy. Dude, it's like, ah, those, I miss those days. 
It's yeah. even like when we used to go when new records or CDs would come out from bands. Yeah. And you'd yep. wait at the where you know the store or whatever. warehouse. Yeah, yeah warehouse. Said, warehouse. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I was like, oh, I don't want to date myself. <laughs> but you know, remember it's experience, right? Yeah. You wait in line. You finally get that new release. You're looking through the leaflet and you're looking at like the songs and the pictures. And then even with Call of Duty, like that's yeah. all gone now. I know. Yeah. Those are great days. I agree with you. Mine's Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. Freaking. We used to play all the time, Jordan. I know. I all know. I was gonna say. I was like, honestly, it... he was a camper, huh? You're oh, just camping out. <laughs> Why, are you <laughs> Why are you calling him out like that? I just want to see. He was, he was a camper. Yeah, he was a camper. <laughs> just, uh, see if you guys remember the, the I'm a running the lingo. Gunner, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah, I do. Kamikaze. And lots of ammo, dude. Low, low armor. <laughs> Have you heard of PUBG? PUBG, no. Oh, he, Jordan oh. got me to PUBG. Oh, yeah. I still check like it out. It. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in the last couple of years, life has been very busy. But uh, before that, yeah, it was PUBG or Call of Duty, lots of uh, gaming. I'm total video game nerd. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but if I had to pick one game, honestly, I'm a huge Madden fan. Oh, Madden is awesome. awesome. Yeah. And I love, really? And I love football. And I just, you know, and honestly, maybe it's because, like, for me... Like, I can never play, like, a quick round of Call of Duty. Mm. Like, it's like, I don't get my fix. You right. know, it's like, it ends up turning into an hour or way longer than I anticipated. Yeah. And now, like, if I do get a second to play games, like, I just throw Madden on real quick. Yeah. It's like, I can get one it game in. It takes yeah. 25 minutes. Like, I'm yeah. in out, and then I'm, like, either yeah. pissed that I lost or stoked that I won. I'm got like, my fix. Got <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty close between those two. Do you ever play uh, Joe Montana football? Yeah, that was dude. my favorite. On that Sega. was the first. That was the first uh, football video game where you can trade a player to another team. Yeah. So I used to trade Joe Montana to the Bears because I'm a Bears fan. Okay. The yeah, Bears. Look at my guy, yeah. Sam. Look at my guy. <laughs> <laughs> players. I was like, what? I didn't know all that. Well, because uh, the Bears have never had a good quarterback ever. Uh, that dates back to when football games even started. There was never, yeah. you know, that wasn't an attribute wow. for a team. That I would have. I would have guessed the like. Call of Duty or PUBG? Interesting. Cool. I, I think I'm not trying to. Hey, no, you if, hurt if my feelings, but whatever. If it's, a, if it's a game I can play <laughs> with you, you know, like if we're gonna play a game for the rest of life, Call of Duty, hundred percent. But if I'm saying like just I don't know, like Madden's right there, and I've just been a fan forever, and I buy the same game every year, that yeah. barely change, and yeah. it's just a waste but of it's money. A new one. But yeah. it's new, and there's different players on different teams now, yeah. so I'm like, I gotta get it. Exactly. Let's do it. Our previous department, since we were smaller, uh -huh. we actually had like. A solid group of guys who played PUBG and Call of Duty. Oh yeah, and then we would all we'd have a text uh, thread, dude. Dude, there'd be like fifteen of us on, dude, and we would wreak havoc. It was so like, much fun. Are you back to the station? Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> signing on right now. And you're like, sick, you know. And then hey, it was it was, uh, it was actually building fun. skills. It was, dude. It, it, it yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It actually kind of brought crew, you know. And to answer your question, yeah, I'm kind of a camper. <laughs> so you're right. But you, know, <laughs> you know what made me laugh about? <laughs> Call of Duty, you have these little kids like 12, they're just dominating, like, wrecking house, yeah. dude. Like, and they talk, yeah, mad they're talking trash. mad trash. Oh yeah, my God, they're good. Yeah, trash mad, hey, it's past your bedtime, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, put your parent on, <laughs> on there so I can say something and not feel guilty. Oh, dude, one time he's like, oh, dude, the kid told me, he's like, oh, he's like, see how fast I can. I'm gonna fuck your mom. I was like, what? What are you doing? This kid sounds like he's eight years old. He probably Crazy. is. He's yeah, I'm like, really good. Where did this kid get this from? <laughs> what about you, uh, Sam? <laughs> Sam, oh, that's a God. nice watch, dude. Hey, uh -huh. Jeez, son. Is that a, Thanks, bro. Diesel? Diesel, baby. Yeah, yeah you know what Ooh. that looks like. Yeah, 
Ooh, yeah. he's a dude. My man's. Yeah. Oh, man, I did watches for a bit too. Hey, thanks. Nah, bro. I just like. <laughs> he saw, yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I be, all these games are amazing. I'm dating myself with this one. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, did you guys oh, ever dude. play that? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. I Iron love Man. that. Iron Man. Yeah, I, I love. Right. Yeah. Right. And it just that, I don't know, dude. I love Marvel. Yeah. Um, and I love shit like that. So being able to choose any player I want and choose like four of them. You know, it's at the same time. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. That there was so many great video games like Street right. Fighter, Street Mortal Fighter, Kombat, Tekken, yeah, Navy, Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Tekken. Oh, uh, my God. Tekken fifteen, yeah, yeah, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love- but those. What's funny about that? Those because the Marvel vs. Capcom was traditionally always like a uh, like an arcade game, right? Right. right. So it was like to me, that's like always a throwback. Whenever there was like we'd go to like a pizza place, yeah, had, like oh, a pizza man. parlor, if yeah. you will. Yep. Yeah. They always had that game. It was Every that time. Metal Slug. And Metal yeah. Slug. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And uh, so that was a good pull. I wasn't that even thinking really that. Yeah. yeah, it's like Street Fighter, but with all the, you know, with Marvel comics. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude, I wish they'd bring arcades back. I think right. you just vibe more. You're like, hey, dude, uh, is anybody here in this, like, fourth stick or oh, third so stick? Fun. Right. Yeah, you're so like squeezing between third quarter. Like, damn, these guys are dominating. You get in there. You oh, yeah. Get- <laughs> How about when you walk up to a total random person who's just playing the computer and you, you jump in? Yeah. Like, you're going to face off. Uh huh. Like, there's like a, there's a slight awkward like, "What's up, man? Mm-hmm. Drop your fucking in." <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm gonna get in on this shit, and then you wreck them. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Or you get wrecked. And by then you walk, walk a like, shame. Roll the there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the internet cafes? Yeah. Do they still have those? I don't know. Do you used to play um, Counter Strike? My brothers, we would go. We would. Oh, it was so much fun, dude. Rows of computers each side, and everyone's just jumping in and lands, dude. It was insane. I was yeah. just run a gun. Counter Strike was like the first big, yeah. Like I mean, there was there was like computer gaming that was taking place, but that was like the big one. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I played a lot of Counter Strike. Time. Here's how much I was actually into <laughs> Call of Duty, even when we were working. Yeah, it was 2017. Okay, I think it was 2017. I don't even remember. I sent it in the group chat. But the new Call of Duty came out, and I was so pumped, I went and bought an 80-inch TV. Oh, nice. Was in here. Yeah, with the Costco, dude, yeah. dropped like $3,000. <laughs> like, 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 I'm going to see somebody. I want to see them. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl, and then like a week later, take it back. Like, I, yeah. I replayed it. <laughs> well, dude, it was so the TV is way too big for that room. Yeah. I mean, you turn it on, it's just like a sunbeam. It's just flying past yeah. you. It's like, oh, my God. First-person yeah. shooter games on big TV is super hard to, hard to track. It, it is because like, the distance your eyes look versus like if you play on a small you, you get everything a little bit easier. Yeah, sports games not so bad because well, everything's like, like central. When I turn the TV on in the room, I don't even have to turn any lights on. It just it's yeah, bright. everything up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I can see. Your neighbor behind you is like, shit. Tim just got a new game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a hole in that wall. I just put the TV right there. Yeah. <laughs> What's well, right. uh, one more question? Oh, okay. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, 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 I guess this is. You guys want to go serious or funny? Don't matter. Stuart, you're, you're the guest of the day. You pick, man. Oh, no, just whatever you pull. Okay, how about this? Pick one. Or just point it. That one. It'll be serious. You point it down the middle. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All right, dude. You shouldn't have looked at him. You should have just kept him <laughs> facing down. Okay, we'll go with potential funny. Uh, if you can die and come back as an inanimate, inanimate object, what would it be? Dang, I yeah, know. This can go any direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An inanimate object. Yep. So something like coffee mug. Yeah. Right? Okay. We're on the right we're on the right yeah, track. Yeah. Are we all in the same? Okay. Yeah, like for example, like there's a family guy episode mm-hmm. that uh I'd that, probably be a koozie. 
Sorry to interrupt. I like that. Yeah, a koozie. Yeah, yeah you motorcycle rider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they got a koozie, that's the good yeah, time. Exactly. Koozies are everywhere. Pool parties, rides. Yeah. Uh yeah. Tell me, up. Man, I don't. <laughs> this is a tough one. An inanimate object. I'm trying to think here. Hmm. I think I would be. Uh, oh man, I like watching shit, so I want to be a fan in a room, dude. Oh man, that's super crazy. Because I that was one of the things I thought. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can like observe, but you're purposeful. Yeah, you know, <laughs> provide, yeah. I can get something, something done, but I can now. The, people could probably go down the perverted route here, but no, I mean you could you'll see everything that's going on and you're cooling everybody off. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. Uh, so the first thing that popped in my head was a joke. So okay. let me get that out. <laughs> I think we all. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say because yeah, it, it reminded me. I'm a big Family Guy watcher. Yeah. I, I like all those silly like adult cartoon stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it reminded me of an episode that one of the characters, Quagmire, who's like a super perv. So yeah. I'm not. This isn't my choice, but it reminded me of that because that question got proposed, and he's like, "Oh, easy. I'd be a tampon." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. I thought that was super funny. Although that's just uh, no, yeah. But, but that's what it reminded me. Of. Yeah. So, sorry, I just want to share that. But, you, that but you're used once and gone. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're used once. You're, oh, that reminded me of a call I was on. Once. Oh, oh. 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 You can Ooh. use them for nosebleeds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trauma pad. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be just one thing. Uh, At least okay. a fan. I'll be around a while. Hopefully. That's true. All right. So then, on that note, I'll just say I want to be that sign. Oh, let's go. Oh, I like it. Sign? Yeah, because I want to Bam. see the progression of mm. this show into what it will become. Oh. I like that, dude. I like that. Steep. Oh, dude, this is hard. Sam- oh. <laughs> so I like to travel. I, I, I would like to travel. And if I had to be something, the first thing that came to my mind, it was this is really weird, but um, wind. It can, it, it's everywhere at the same time, and it just travels the world <laughs> all the time. Wind? I want to be Wind? air. Bro. All the air? Air. Oh, I want to be air. air. No, no, but Isn't like. That technically an inanimate object? It's, it's not. You That's can't like a Bruce Lee thing. Touch it. Be like water. Right, no. dude. I want to I like be the ocean. Any, everywhere at the same time. All over the world. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I feel you, dude. I know. It's fucking weird, but yeah. Oh, dude, I got you. I, that was dude, so. It's just the first thing that came to my head, dude. Yeah. I thought I was going to out deep Sam on this one. Silly me. No. I mean, the podcast sign was dope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> progression. Progression. Oh, yeah, dude. Very yeah. good progression. Future. Yeah, no, you guys have been doing an awesome job. Like uh the episode I watch is hearing each one of your guys' stories. You guys like I said, it's very interesting hearing people's lives and what they've gone through. Very yeah. cool. So no, I appreciate that, man. That's the goal of this. We want to give the everyday person a voice. I think yeah. every everyone has a story, like you said, to tell and yeah. uh needs to be heard because you know what? Life is not perfect for everyone. Yeah. Everyone's struggling with something and you don't know who you're gonna inspire yeah. from what you're battling and getting through, you know? For sure. So, but uh, Stuart, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast. Of course. Um, I brought you something. Can I give it to you? Oh, yeah. What'd you bring? You got a million bucks? <sighs> no. Cool. I know you like hats. And then we've had conversations on, you know, riding out with the men of fire. So I brought you this hat. Oh, oh dude. I love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Does that say okay. butt snorkeler? It this, does. This is, oh, <laughs> that chili bowl. 
You know, oh, you, yeah, man. Uh, we've had many conversations about that. Yeah. That make a lot of people laugh. Uh, yeah. The Chili Bowl, man. You know? Yeah. I got a matching one. The old fart <laughs> <laughs> oh, This is butt snorkeler. Dive deep before you sleep, dude. Check it out, everybody. You see that, Sam? Uh, a, little, a, a little closer. Mm, right there. Yeah. Bam. Wow. Bam. <laughs> but, <clears throat> Mom, I'm a good boy. <laughs> Stuart, dude, thank you for bringing this yeah. man. But, um, oh, dude, thank you for coming by, riding down. I know you came uh, from a okay distance, but thank you for your service in the military. All of us in here, we appreciate our military police fire, dude. It's mad respect for serving our country. And thanks for what you do in the fire service and just being a brother. Honestly, yeah. man. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Uh, yeah, breaking bread and dude, pretty absolutely. much having here. It was yeah. awesome to get to, I mean, I know we just met, but yeah. you're rad. Thanks, yeah, appreciate it. Your service time, everything, the stories. Thank you for being so honest and yeah. open with that. I know it's, I can only imagine what you're going through. And again, dude, wish the best. And yeah, let's get, I feel like we need to have like a men of fire show. Yeah. It, I was right. thinking I mean, about we're that. to the point where yeah. that could be a thing. I got to change the setup though, because we have quite a few characters we got to have a round table. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, just make it just a free for all. You know what I mean? It like, will. It, it will be just very a bunch, of, bunch of stools. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it parental can't be warning. I know there's, there's a ton of you guys. I, I don't mean like like mm. that, but like you know, just uh, been on the show. You could do like an alumni thing. I think you, we should, honestly, you get our presidents on here. They're characters themselves. They're good dudes. Oh yeah, they're they're really good dudes. Yeah, dude. be funny. Also, we have this for you, dude. Oh, no our way. challenge coin. Challenge Thank coins, you, stickers, it. dude. We'll go out there. We got a shirt for you too. So that's for you, man. On the back. Are of you guys ready? Oh shit! Are you ready? Uh, I don't have a challenge coin. Anyways, thanks for coming to the podcast. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. We we owe him a drink. Yeah. Okay. I owe it's you all right. A drink. I, you guys aren't ready. Huh? No, we weren't. No, <laughs> no, we weren't ready. <laughs> Damn it! That's the first time that's happened. Smart man. Yeah. yeah. Smart man. Uh, but thanks again, dude. Let's get a let's go on three. You guys ready? Ready. One, two, three. Let's, let's go. go. Bye, everybody. And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. I'd like to thank our sound engineer who makes this podcast happen and makes us sound very good, Stephen Clark. And to our first sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Come get your haircut at two locations, Long Beach and in Orange, California. Your appointment can be booked at 8-9-Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-B, excuse me, B-A-R-B-R-E-R-S. 8-9-Barbers.com. Again, look good, feel good, be great. Check it out. It's my barber. He is the man. Thanks, everybody. Bye.